Welcome to High Food and Home, the podcast where food psychology coach and work emotions expert Laura Lloyd teaches how to unlearn overeating after work, lose weight without dieting, and diminish your binges using her cognitive, behavioral, and hypnotherapy method. Hi, hardworking woman. You are home, and we're going to talk about regain today. That's regaining weight and also regaining motivation. You're going to love this episode because I'm going to talk about my regain. Yeah, I lost 20 pounds. I regained it. Why you don't have to start over. Why you're stuck in inaction right now. And I'm going to teach you an actual practical self-coaching process. And finally, I'm going to teach you how to reframe your regain as going to the next level of learning. But first up, I'm a Brit and we don't do anything without a cup of tea. Well, I'm not going to make British tea today, brown tea, builder's tea as we call it. I'm going to make a green tea, yellow. I'm not drawn to many yellow things, but on this Japanese teacup, the combination of turquoise and yellow and a little bit of red is really gorgeous. And I've kept it for the last 20 years since I was in Japan. The reason I'm feeling all Japan nostalgic, I'll tell you, actually, let's carry the teacup up the slope, up to the cabin, and I'll explain on the way. OMG, it's bucketing it down, balancing it. Now I've got to have an umbrella in another hand as well. Oh my word. When I look across the valley, it's just grey. So when I was in Japan, I told you in a, a previous episode, in the one on restriction, about how I ordered this slimming product, right? Out of a magazine. And what came was a little book on cognitive behavioural therapy and some hypnotherapy audio cassettes. And in the book, there was an image which has really stayed with me. A very, very simple drawing of an iceberg. And sticking up above the water is everything we're conscious of in our conscious mind, which of course includes our actions, because... That's the bit we're usually most conscious of with our eating is, oh my God, I just keep eating all the time. I've just got a problem about biscuits. That kind of thing. That's what we're conscious of. And then everything that's in our habit brain is delegated to our unconscious mind, our automatic functioning. So we've got actions above the surface of the water and below the surface of the water, this massive other part of the iceberg, which is all of our thoughts and emotions which most of the time we are not conscious of. This diagram completely changed my life. Thoughts and emotions beneath the surface, actions in the visible realm. And that's why I made a cup of tea today, partly because I discovered this in Japan and partly because if you spell out the acronym Thoughts, Emotions, Actions, T-E-A, ta-da! Today I'm going to show you a process of making thoughts and emotions the part of the iceberg beneath the surface, the part that's unconscious, conscious, visible, and it involves using a pencil and a piece of paper and doing your thinking on paper. 
I'm going to show you how to do it quickly so that you don't get into lengthy dear diary, oh poor me, woe is me, journal entries. No, no, no. We're going to be strategic about this because when I was in Japan recovering from binge eating, this is what I did for 18 months. I just got to it in my notebook and I tried to figure out what are my self-limiting beliefs? What are the thoughts which are not helping me? Not which are not true, but which are not helping me. For example, I might think I'm a bit fat. That might have some truth in it, but is it helping me to think I'm a bit fat, I'm a bit fat, I'm a bit fat? Or is that making me feel like I'm constantly not good enough? Whereas if I think I'm in a process, I'm losing my weight, I'm figuring this out, suddenly I have a different outlook, a different attitude, a different set of emotions that come from it. And that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about mindset and motivation, that's what we're talking about. Now, if you are experiencing a regain right now, the chances are you've got stuck in inaction. Inaction is also an action, right? Procrastination is also an action. Wanting to do something and not being able to follow it through is because you have self-limiting thoughts and emotions moving you more strongly in the direction of inaction than the ones that you do moving you in the direction of action. So today's process is going to be all about understanding what am I thinking about this regain that's holding me up. So you're going to think that this pencil on paper exercise is, you know, purely optional and that you can just listen to it and you're good. And I want to tell you that after 18 months of using a notebook to figure out my thoughts and beliefs, I then fell in love with my husband and scribbling in a notebook at bedtime was not on the agenda. There were other things on the menu. And I thought, okay, I've had a good clear out of my mental closet. I'm good now. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Using a pencil and paper to Do your thinking outside of your own brain so that you're not thinking about your own thinking, so that your your pencil and your paper become the sort of magic mirror where you can see what's all going on in your unconscious. That, my friend, is key. And if you look at any of the coaches who are wildly successful, who have transformed themselves and changed their lives and keep their mindset completely aligned with their goals, it's what they're doing. It's the difference between insight and application. If you haven't got one, go and get a cup of tea now and a pencil and notebook. Did I say that enough times? Pencil, notebook, pencil, notebook, notebook, pencil, notebook, pencil, pencil, notebook, pencil, notebook, notebook, pencil, pencil, pencil. Set a timer for three minutes. Speed journaling, I call this. Just writing, splurge it all out, all about how you feel about your regain and what your opinion is of yourself What does it mean about you? Don't make it neat. Don't try and reflect upon your thoughts. Just try and spill your thoughts out as your brain vomits them onto the paper. (laughs) Because the more raw thinking that you get, the more you get to work with what's really there underneath it. So three minutes, vomit your brain onto the paper. Just setting my timer now. If you are doing something like driving or something that's occupying your hands so you can't do this along with the podcast right now, why don't you speak aloud? And I might whisper a few little prompt questions in there as I go. I'm going to be doing this, writing along with you. And I'll just repeat the prompt questions to just keep them up in your mind. Let's go. 
How do I feel about my regain? just pretending to have done it so you can keep listening to the next stage because it might be really good if you just actually pause it and actually do it now. I recommend it. This stuff really works if you apply it like your life depends on it. So now what I want you to do is to find one of those thoughts, one of those sentences which is nice and dramatic, full of adjectives and really is a pain point for you. You do not have to change this thought. I just want you to circle it. Pick out one. One sentence. It's time for my T sequence. T-E-A. Here we go. T. Thoughts. E. Emotions. A. Actions. Thoughts are sentences in the mind. When we think those sentences, we have a chemical reaction in our brain and it sends this cascade of sensations through our body that we call an emotion. Emotions motivate actions or inactions and especially the most powerful thoughts to work on are always the ones we're having about ourselves good and then when you've got that one that's the t part of the tea sequence you've got a thought okay 
So let me have a look at what I've written to give you an example. I think that my regain says about me that I can't hold on to habits. And when I think that thought, I feel helpless. Just imagine that, walking around, carrying around that thought below my level of awareness, you can't hold on to habits. So if I'm thinking that, obviously, there's not going to be much point in trying, is there? Because I already believe I can't hold on to them. If I were you, I would draw a beautiful teacup and I'd write a T on it. And then I would put that sentence that you picked out into, into the line by the T, yeah? Now, next we need an E, an emotion. I want you to pick one emotion word that arrives in your body, one emotion. So I already identified helpless. It was one of the things that I'd written down. I'd also written down stupid. I feel stupid. But you might just have to say the painful sentence to yourself a few times, close your eyes if need be, and listen into your body. What feeling am I getting from that sentence? One emotion, shame, anxiety, disappointment, etc. There's lots more emotion words than we think we know. And it's really lovely to get nuanced about what exactly am I feeling. But now actions. What do I do or not do when I feel that feeling? Now, again, I already noticed that I don't feel like doing anything because I feel helpless. I don't feel like trying. I don't feel like making decisions about what I'm going to eat today in advance. I don't feel like taking control of my eating. I just feel like I'm rolling over and letting it happen. Oh, I regain weight and now I'll probably put on some more. The point here is that you want to be starting to take action, but you're in inaction right now. You can't get restarted because you can't believe in your weight loss. All right, so now let's do a cup of tea, which is nice and fresh. That cup of tea you got over there, that's old cold tea from your habit brain. Now we want some new refreshing tea and let's go in at the emotion. I, I draw a teacup, I write T-E-A vertically down and I'm going to put in the emotion, something I want to feel that I think will be motivating. And let's not just put motivated. Would you like to feel enthusiastic, optimistic, hopeful, fun, willing, calm? I'm going to put, I think, I'd like to feel open to restarting my habit change process because I think I've been doing it for a while and I think I'm feeling a bit like, oh, I already know that or I should already know that. A bit jaded and a bit superior. I think I need to get humble and open. It doesn't have to be a life-changing emotion. It could just be a step up from depressed. Step up from disappointed. could just be accepting. Would also be a start if right now you're feeling ashamed. Good. Now create a thought. What can you tell yourself about your regain that makes you feel that emotion? And I'd like you to stretch yourself here because every pound I have to lose teaches me so much about self-acceptance, about self-love, about actually needing to engage with my emotional world and not check out constantly. So I just want to offer to you that there are options where you think about your regain with much more equanimity, with much more acceptance that this is part of your life, that this is not a permanent state of affairs that this is your assignment and that you're working on it. Sometimes a thought like, 
I'm going to figure this out can be enough to just start you trusting right now. Even that cup of tea that you made, the old cold tea, that you acknowledge that you're feeling that and thinking that, that's already really big. Byron Katie loves the question, who would I be without that thought? It's growth mindset based upon feelings of curiosity, problem solving, resourcefulness. Stuff you already have, chickpea. You already have this on board. Next episode, we're going to talk about exactly how to stop picking at leftovers after dinner. So many of us find leftovers so challenging. We're going to look at work emotions of resentment and overwhelm. What to do around those emotions, which are such triggers for so many of us. Stay on to the end. I've got something special for you. Chickpea. Insight's amazing, isn't it? But it's not as powerful as actually taking action. If you want to take action and learn to coach yourself, go to my website. I've got a stop after work overeating roadmap video and workbook for you. That's at lauralloyd.co. All right then. Now, hardworking woman, you know well that at the end of each session, I do a little audio meditation. So make sure that you're in a position or doing an activity where it's safe for your attention to be within yourself for a few moments. But really, any ritual that takes you back into your senses, that encourages you to relax, that encourages your parasympathetic nervous system, the part of you that goes into a rest and digest and receive and assimilate all the nutrients, that part of you, anything that brings you more into that part of you and less into your intellectual mind would be a great way to start So a really simple way of coming back into the body would be just to take a deep breath in. Hold, hold, hold. And a long exhale. Let's do one more. Deep breath in. Hold, hold, hold. And a long breath out. Here I am. I'm here with me. And I'll take a moment to just thank myself for spending a few moments with me. With my relationship with myself. And I can imagine that my eating psychology journey is a lifelong road. And weight loss or building a beautiful relationship with food, diminishing my binges, building a wonderful, honest relationship with myself based on integrity and self-encouragement 
are learnings on the way of that journey. In fact, all of the weight that I am carrying now is teaching me day by day to humbly and honestly take responsibility for my own thoughts and my own emotions so that I can keep moving in the right direction. I'm learning and my weight is my teacher. My struggle with food is nothing more than me learning some of the most powerful lessons that life has to teach me about having my own back, about valuing myself, about seeing myself as somebody who is capable of making mistakes and being curious about them. And all along that road, if I visualize me walking that pathway of a food psychology journey, are strewn by the wayside, the self-judgments that I threw off as I went. My journey is not for everyone. Not everyone who looks at my body will understand the depth, the meaning, and the personal investment that I have in my journey. You can't see that from my body. I know that and I am committed to building the resilience, to staying in the learning that will take me exactly where I want to go.